Hello, and welcome to another episode of You've Got Mahi. We are jazzed up, and we are coming into this full energy, you guys. We are going to be going down rabbit holes. We're going to be talking about Harry Styles nonstop. It's going to be a lot. I feel like we've been we've been tamed until now, but it, it won't be that crazy. It's fine. I'll ease you guys into how insane I actually am, but I just have to dive in. So that time of year, the worst time of year is finally over. Both weekends of Coachella have happened and we can all move on. Like LA is back to the way that it normally functions. People are back in town. There's traffic. It's fine. And Coachella was relevant for one reason and one reason only. And honestly, if you're here and you're here with me, you probably know exactly what I'm going to say. And that my sweet, sweet prince, my sweet prince, can you hear the smile on my face? Harry headlined day one, the Friday day of Coachella. And to that, I just have to say, I told you so. I told you so. Okay. And it's fine. Join the bandwagon, hop on. But just know that 10 years ago, when we were teenagers, and some of you made fun of the fangirl life, and you were like, he's not, he's so pop. They're so pop. There's no indie. I only listen to, to Vampire Weekend. I love Vampire Weekend, but we have to listen to pop music too. And so. To those of you I say, who's indie now? I mean, his music isn't indie, but he's at Coachella. So for those of you using that as a barometer of success, consider him successful and also gorgeous. I saw Harry in November of 2021. They were tickets that I bought in 2019 and I just waited and I never sold them as the COVID dates got rescheduled. And I can tell you, from that performance, and I'd obviously seen him several times before just because, you know, One Direction. But he is such an incredible entertainer. He is entertainer. Did I say entertain her? He is such... He entertains me. I'll tell you that much. Sorry. <laughs> he is such an incredible entertainer that when he's on stage, all you feel is the excitement to be there because he's so excited to be there. And it just makes the entire environment and energy so incredible and so strong and so positive. And it's beautiful. I can't even imagine how incredible and strong that feeling must have been at Coachella. I have retired my Coachella days as a Southern California girl. They have come and they have gone. And I just don't know. I mean, if you guys think I'm, you know, annoying about Harry now, I just like couldn't have been there with like 60 to 90,000 people and like sharing that space. For me, it would have been bad. And also probably for other people. I'm so happy he was there. I'm also happy that the Olivia Wilde content of her dancing, because she can't really dance that much in the crowd. I'm glad that was much more minimal than it was when he was on tour. And TBH, I don't really want to comment on the Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde of it all. There's some stuff happening with their custody situation with their kids. And, you know, I don't really want to comment on it because I feel like that's the the part of celebrity that I'm like, we 
don't deserve or need to be in that part of people's lives and Ted Lasso is life football is life so you know that's the dark side where I'm like even the Kim and the Kanye's of it all the Jason and Olivia's keep it out and I don't know I feel shitty even clicking into those articles and like giving them more views because it's just so personal and it's those kids lives so anyways Olivia was there not dancing thank god saw very little footage of her thank god even more Harry was amazing I spent both weekends watching his performances and just being like hmm I remember when everyone made fun of us for buying tickets all the One Direction tours and doing all the things but it just goes to show you first of all this is one of my favorite sentiments ever. That's just like the things that you loved when you were young and the things you loved when you were a teenager and the things that mattered to you in those moments. In my experience, they just don't leave you. You know, there's Hana with the Jesse McCartney and the Nick Jonases, Lauren loving Lady Gaga in middle school. It just doesn't leave you. Hana, my sister, Lauren, my best friend, I feel like all my friends are the ones that listen to this, so you know the characters anyways. But if you're new, welcome. And those are the peeps. Lizzo was amazing. Shania was amazing. And she just was up there like absolutely hands on his chest. Could not keep her hands off of him, which the level of appropriateness, I don't know. But I also don't know if I would have been able to control myself if I was her either. Like, how? how are you to control yourself in that situation? I'm not entirely sure. She got through the songs and also touched him. So I guess that's the most you can ask of a woman. We're going to do a sharp pivot, but I promise you it's going to loop back to Harry. Just you wait. So I know last time we talked a lot about Summer House and how my brain can't handle scripted TV, which is probably the first time in my lifetime this has happened. But in addition to Summer House, the new Kardashian series is out. Three episodes um, are out as of today, the day that I'm recording this. And let me just tell you, they are doing this show. I can't quite put my finger on it, but they're doing this show right. They spent two episodes prepping for the lead up to Kim hosting SNL, which by the way, an absolutely genius start to the series. Um, They spent two episodes prepping for that. And then on the third episode, it's all SNL. It's so fun. There's so many different celebrities in it. And then the cliffhanger for on the third episode for the fourth is Travis getting ready to propose to Courtney. And so it's just well done. I feel like in Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and it was like, it's truly canon reality TV, like wouldn't go back to change it. But there was just like a lot of filler. It was 20 seasons of 20 episodes. And you were just like, At a certain point, I don't care, but they've just bundled all of their crazy little highlights into these episodes and the crazy wild things that happen, and they just hit on the need to knows, and it's so, so fun to watch. We'll see how it keeps going and, you know, the plot points that they hit from from there, but so far, it's so fun, and honestly in the first two episodes i was like they're just dangling this kim hosting snl carrot in front of us and they won't they're not actually getting to the coverage and in episode three when they cover it honestly it was worth the wait it was so fun to watch except the one thing i just can't get over actually i mean who who am i kidding there's several things i can't get over the one thing i can't get over is how many times they and by they i mean 
Chris, Kim, Chloe, everyone. They're constantly like you guys. No one tells you how hard SNL is. No one tells you they're 24 hour days. Oh my goodness. Anyone who's heard of SNL. I'm sorry. I know I live in this pop culture world, but if there's one thing you know about SNL, it's that it's a grueling schedule. So I absolutely love some of the most famous people in the world getting ready to do this iconic show. And they're like, you guys, it's a 23 hour day. Did you know? Like Chloe then goes on Ellen and talks about it. Kim is saying it the whole time. I'm like, dude, we all knew this. You're the ones that are just like in the next like level of world of fame that it just doesn't matter to you. But those of us who are really excited about when other people host are really excited to listen to Weekend Update or anything, we all know it's a grueling schedule. That's why it's wild and so cool that they asked you to do it. But... I don't know. It was wild, but I'm glad they started with that. Even like however many months ago, six or whatever months ago ago was that she actually hosted it. I was blown away and she was so damn good. And they haven't even really sprinkled Pete in that much at all. So I kind of think it's like genius that we haven't really seen him and we all just want to. It was wild. And it was, I was very impressed with her and she did cool shit, but I just will never get over it. Everyone's like, did you know? And then Kanye shows up and he was actually like so normal and kind in that moment that it's just kind of wild how how everything sort of like spiraled out. And randomly, Amy Schumer, who we will also circle back to later in this episode, was throughout um, episodes two and three of Kardashians, where she's like advising Kim on some jokes for um, her monologue. And then later they talk again. And it's just, it's, whoa, Lauren Michaels obviously comes to the after party. Chris Rock shows up. Hello, Chris. We missed you. It's been a minute since we've talked about you. Who else? There were so many people at that after party. Gail King. Chris Rock says that she was like comedian level funny. It was, it was so fun. And what's crazy is that I feel like SNL always has this really rightfully so like prestige culture around it where it's like almost like more or less, you know, people know what goes on that week leading up to an episode, but it's like nobody's ever really let behind the doors and they fully let the camera crew back there. Oh, Lindsay Shookus, longtime producer on SNL, also ex-girlfriend of just guess obviously ben affleck ex-girlfriend of ben affleck was there also consulting kim on some things and i was like i wonder a i wonder if kim even knows who ben affleck is and also i wonder if she knows they've dated i just doubt she has or that she knows you know as someone who is has always liked snl was also really cool to see that sort of backstage look at it and then there's makeup by mario who just cannot stop crying kim hosting snl they said she couldn't do it crying chris says that travis um in the makeup room uh, when they're getting glam, Chris and Kim are talking about the proposal, makeup by Mario, sobbing. And it was just so real. At first, I was like, can you pull it together? And then I was like, oh, I, I, I myself am wiping away tears on my own face while Mario is crying and I'm making fun of him. So just go, be free. But here's when the Harry Connect comes in and here's when you join me down the rabbit hole. There is no conspiracy, but I need you to follow all of the characters that we're about to go through. So... The night before Kim hosts SNL, they all go to dinner. Kim's not there. They all go to dinner, and you know how they have, like, the lower third name whenever someone new is on screen. So 
they we see Allison Satter, her name pops up. We know Allison, she's Kim's best friend from high school from childhood. Like whenever even on the original Keeping Up with the Kardashians, when they would have Kim's friends come over, it was always Allison Satter. We know her. She was at Kim's like baby bar exam party thing. She's been a character in this show and she's just always been Kim's high school best friend. And then we're at the center. They're dropping the lower third names on other people. They put the lower third name, Shelly Azoff. I know the last name Azoff because Irving Azoff is a huge music manager, manages the Eagles and Fleetwood Mac. Who loves Fleetwood Mac? The aforementioned Sweet Prince, Harry Styles. Who is Harry's manager? Jeffrey Azoff, son of Irving Azoff. Okay, so Irving and Shelly Azoff married. Huge music producer. Shelly is at this dinner because she's friends with the Chris crew. Shelly and Irving married, have son named Jeffrey. Jeffrey is Harry's BFF and manager. It was at Jeffrey's wedding that the first photos of Harry and Olivia ever came out in January of 2021. This is where we're at. This is the level of closeness. He was like in the wedding, Harry. I'll be in my wedding. I'll tell you that much. Okay, so you're following me. Then I Google Shelly Azoff because I'm like, are they still married? What's the deal? On the Wikipedia list of names, the kids of Shelly and Irving Azoff, Allison Statter. You guys, you can't make this shit up. This man has several kids. One of them is best friends with Kim Kardashian. One of them is best friends with Harry Styles and produces his music. And then this man himself is a huge music producer. It absolutely broke my brain. I was watching the Kardashians new episode at 8.30 in the morning, crying. And I put this all together. There is no further conspiracy, to be honest. If you have one, please tell me. But these are just the facts. And it absolutely broke my brain. It really, the crux of what broke my brain was the Allison Satter's Irving Azoff's daughter. That is what broke my brain because I was like, we have been seeing this girl on Keeping Up with the Kardashians and now Kardashians for so long. And I always just thought she was like an average LA, like probably just wealthy LA girl because she was went to Kim's school and they were friends. But this just blew it all to the next level. So, whoa. Okay, there you go. That's how we brought Harry back. We're... We're going to leave reality TV for a second, okay? It's fine. No, you know what? We're not. We're going to talk about Selling Sunset. I finished the season in two episodes. I wanted to I wanted to skip this and go back to scripted and just say that Summer House and Kardashians were going to be our, our non-scripted TV discussions, but I can't. All I have to say about Selling Sunset is I never, ever want to hear about Davina's $75 million house ever again ever again. In fact, I never want to hear about Davina again. I can't even give her another moment's notice ever. Second, is New Girl Chelsea's accent fake? It. I know British people. I've spoken to English people. I know the drill. That was a next level accent. It absolutely blew my mind and I have no reason to believe that it was real. Third, I'm just running through this because it was just a wild season. Third, in one scene, Davina and Christine go to Magnolia Bakery as like they're like they always like meet up all the girls meet up for like meals or coffee shops at somewhere like Sini. No one in the history of life has ever sat down for a coffee and pastry at the Magnolia Bakery that is by the way across the street from my apartment. 
no one maybe at the new york one but at the la one it's very much a grab and go like it legitimately looked like they pulled out like a little bistro table into the bakery for them to sit in it was it's just hilarious nobody there was no one else seated it's not that type of a cafe there was no one else seated and people were coming up to them like taking their coffee order and i was like absolutely not and the last thing I'll say about Selling Sunset is that ultimately, I, we all knew going into this season that it was the season we would see Chriselle and Jason date, but that also they weren't together in real time anymore. All I have to say is I do believe they loved each other, except maybe that I don't because I know Jason seemed so lovey-dovey and he was like touching her and he was like, baby, she just seemed completely indifferent to it. Like she was kind and she spoke about him kindly like on camera when he wasn't there and like they were in love, but when they were sitting next to each other, it was like nothing. He was all up on it. And she was like, hmm. like she was just like looking forward while he would be like snuggling her and calling her baby. I don't know. It was weird. Just watch it. It was so fun. I watched it in like maybe even three days and that seems like a long time, but I was just blowing through episodes. Um, it's a grand old time at this point. I'm like, do I watch selling Tampa a spinoff? Who knows? Maybe. Cause I can't really go back to scripted. But what I have finished scripted wise, so Hannah and I started Amy Schumer's series. See, I brought her back. I told you I would. We started Amy's new series on Hulu the day it came out and it came out in March. So we watched like majority of it, like seven out of 10 episodes. And then I didn't go back to it because, oh, what happened? I just absolutely dove into the deep end of reality TV. But last night I went and finished the last three episodes and I just can't tell you it might be what like brings me back to being able to go back to my true love which is scripted tv but it was just such a beautiful show and i honestly think if you play hide and seek by imogen heap in a series you just have me my heart is broken i'm crying it plays in the oc it plays in life and beth it was such a beautiful and heartfelt and also hilarious show it's basically amy schumer She's like a wine salesperson and she's dating this guy and she's just like kind of whatever about him, but she's kind of whatever about everything in her life. And her mom really sadly and tragically passes away and they have like a very tumultuous relationship, her and her sister with both of their parents. And so she kind of like goes over um, to Long Island to like handle her mom's things and funeral and she sort of just decides to live out there and not be in her apartment in new york anymore and she breaks up with her boyfriend and she starts dating michael sarah's character who's loosely based on her husband in real life because he is on the autism spectrum and you sort of get the gist pretty early on from michael sarah's character that he is as well and then basically the whole show is her figuring out this like new life slash figuring out who she even wants to be and then there's flashbacks to her childhood and like various traumatic moments in her childhood that sort of help explain and define the moments we see in real time. And it was just so beautiful because it was hilarious. There were true laugh out loud moments, but it didn't even feel like one end was like laugh out loud and then the other end was sad. It was just so perfectly woven together that I can't recommend it enough. But what I will say is that when I finished the last episode, episode 10, um, on Hulu, Hulu chose absolute violence with me and jumped immediately into, it didn't even give me like the 15 second loading. It jumped immediately into episode two of normal people immediately into the sex scene, into the Connell and Marianne sex scene. And I was like, 
Well, okay. I'm not going to change it. It would be sacrilege to change it. And now I'm fully just rewatching normal people and I have no pulse. I was unstable reading the book once. I was unstable reading the book twice. I was unstable watching the series once. And I think, I mean, I blacked out for most of 2020 and 2021 and COVID and I, I rewatched it and rewatching it again. I'm unstable. It is it's just like ripped my heart out all over again, which is the same way I felt reading the book. If you haven't read Normal People, sprint as fast as you can. Do not walk. It's so good. And Sally Rooney's other book, Conversations with Friends, the series is coming out in April with our sweet man, Joe Alwyn, longtime boyfriend of Miss Taylor Swift. And so that was a really wild thing to be so emotional finishing the season finale of Life and Beth and jumping straight into normal people. And it was completely out of my hands. It was a lot. It was a lot. I'm going to leave you with a couple other quick hot takes. One, if you need to follow someone on TikTok, follow Usher. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't even need to explain it. He is an icon and I will not defend him in this because I don't need to and you should just follow him. And thank me later. Truly, thank me later. Follow Usher on TikTok. Second, go to the movie theaters and watch The Lost City. It is now the second movie I haven't fallen asleep in. The first one was Marry Me. Fell asleep in all the Oscar movies in between. Fully awake for The Lost City. Channing Tatum is at his best. Sandra is perfect. This obviously isn't her best because she's amazing, but she's wonderful throughout it. Channing is back and better than ever. He is in full Duke Orsino. Please tell me you know who Duke Orsino is. It's his character and she's the man. He is full Duke Orsino energy. I'm stopping there. These are the quick takes. Follow Usher. Watch The Lost City. And then you're going to get a million Netflix ads for Anatomy of a Scandal. It's a new David E. Kelly show. He does big old lies, big little lies and that genre of things. Watch it only to watch Sienna Miller be beautiful and be in like incredibly like posh English outfits. Watch it for that and there's not much else going on. So that's the hot take. And I would just like to end this note on I love Harry Styles. I'm so proud of Harry Styles and the true fans know. And his album comes out in a month. Peace and love. Hope you enjoyed. See you guys next time. Bye.